Welcome to Explore, Teach, Conserve, or the ETC podcast by the University of Minnesota Extension, where we talk with people about exploring, making discoveries, and solving problems to better manage our natural resources, and we share ideas to help you learn more and get involved. This is an older episode from when we used a different title, The Naturalist, but the conversation and ideas are still fresh. If you enjoy it, we hope you'll subscribe and listen to more episodes of Explore, Teach, Conserve, or the ETC. Welcome to the Naturalist Podcast by the University of Minnesota Extension. I'm Nate Meyer, your host today, and we are going to be talking with Cindy Hale from Clover Valley Farms about her work to develop an ecological farm and educate others about farm phenology and harvesting wild plants. Stay tuned until the end of the episode when I'll share some information about where you can learn more and get involved. So Cindy, this is a podcast about new discoveries and solving problems to better manage our natural resources. Thinking broadly, how are you working to make new discoveries and solve these kinds of problems at your farm in northern Minnesota? So there are lots of big issues and lots of little issues. So we are all adapting to climate change. And what we're seeing in northern Minnesota is an extension of the season. So earlier springs, later falls, also bigger variability in winter. And that's that's the biggest issue that keeps me up at night in February and March is if things get too warm and we lose too much snowpack, then I'm starting to worry about winter injury to my trees and perennials. And so figuring out ways to do really intensive mulching, how we plant things strategically on the landscape so that they're sheltered or protected from those kind of wild swings that can now happen more regularly than they used to. And similarly, we're thinking about that not only for our own production, but for the innumerable animals and plants that share this habitat with us. I just had a conversation with my husband this morning. We have our coffee time on the sofa where we plan our day. And I said, I really want to get to the wood chipping. You know, I wanted to cut some of this alder and willow and wood chip it. And he's like, nope, can't do that till haying's done. And I said, why? And he's like, because the birds are nesting there now. And it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And so we are also trying to be very conscious that there are many, many, many other organisms with which we share this landscape and that we can give a little so they can have some of this resilience as well. When you think about the long term, what is the legacy that you hope to leave through your work? Um, I would love to have a legacy of people hearing what I say, learning from what we do on our farm, and implementing similar things on their farm. So that ecological farming isn't like the one-off you know, wing nut, oh yeah, those people at Clover Valley Farms are doing it, but it becomes the standard. Um, boy, would that make me happy. And I would love to be a little old lady in my rocking chair in 90, hearing about how somebody got inspired by Cindy Hale way back when. 
we've known each other for a long time. I know you're a part of a family of naturalists. When I first met you as a forest ecologist at the University of Minnesota's Natural Resources Research Institute, where I know you spent over 20 years leading research and outreach projects. So talk to me about how over time you've moved from this research position into working full-time on your 40-acre farm. Yeah, so forest ecology and farming, at least farming done the way we do it, are complete natural cohabitators. It's really about understanding the ecosystem. And it was through my research and becoming more and more and more aware and embracing the study of ecology that really ignited my fire for farming. Because then all of a sudden I saw all of these cool relationships amongst farming enterprises. We have people talk about farming, often they talk about what enterprises do you have? Well, that means corn, soybean, hogs, each one of those is an enterprise. I lost track of the number of quote enterprises on our farm after we got past 40. That's the number of crops and animals and different habitats that we manage in this really highly diversified, highly integrated farm. We have grazing rabbits, grazing sheep, we have 15 different fruits, uh, dozens of different herbs, vegetables, pasture, wild harvesting. I mean, we do it all and so that makes us really, really busy. But it also, this kind of ecological kind of farming doesn't fit into the nice neat boxes that the USDA and other farm entities are used to. So even when we work with those organizations, we're doing a lot of education about what modern ecological farming looks like and how it really doesn't look like the traditional concept of farming and row crops. So give our listeners a peek behind the scenes. What's, what's happening at your farm right now? And talk a little bit about how you're using naturalist tools and skills in your farming, or maybe how you're using farming skills as a part of your ecology and, and natural resources work. Yeah, well, right now it's the phenology extravaganza. So everything is breaking loose in the spring. So we're watching bud burst on all of our different, not only, you know, so we have apple trees, but we have 25 different varieties of apple trees and each one has its own slightly different phenology. So the zest star's already at bud burst, but the frostbite isn't even bud swelling yet. And so all of our different plants, we're, we're having to monitor, see where they're at, what they're doing. The black currants are way ahead of the red currants. The seabury just, just started, um, started blooming. Um, we're planting more trees for wild harvest. I know that sounds crazy, but we produce a lot of wild cherry, choke cherries, pin cherries, um, choke berries, also known as aronia, high bush cranberries, and we've tapped out kind of the, the truly wild number of plants on our 40 acres. So we're actually putting in new blocks of quote wild harvesting things. So, and we don't just plant a block of pin cherry, we plant pin cherry next to some spruce, next to some cedar, next to um, a little bit of uh, basswood. 
And so we have pollinators next to things that we'll harvest for aromatics and herbs as well as fruit. And so they're all kind of interrelated. And then we're also planning all of those plantings for eventual grazings. So we're spacing them out in such a way that we can run a fence line down the middle. So our, our aisles in our orchards are 12 feet wide. Well, we don't need them to be 12 feet wide to manage them if we're mowing it, but we do need them to be 12 foot wide if we're actually mowing with sheep. And that's the cool piece. That's interesting. So I hear you in ways talking about your farm involving ecological concepts of succession planning, also thinking about sort of diversity and the composition of the kinds of plants that you're putting together. And then that natural skill of, of being observant of phenology. Is that correct? Yeah. And that, you know, that really has to be the thing that is the perfect, the study of phenology is really the perfect marriage of ecosystems, naturalists, and farming. Because whether you're in a farm field or in a beautiful hardwood forest, phenology is happening. Plants are doing things. Animals are doing things. Funguses are peeking out. And whether you understand that you're looking at a particular crop or not, you can still appreciate, oh, look at that bud. It's just about to burst into bloom. So I know you've been experimenting with some farm phenology and foraging videos to share via social media. Tell us about your plans and where listeners can find these videos and information. My husband and I often joke that we're not the best capitalists in the world. Um, because we also like to share with people, hey, there's food all around you that you can harvest for free. And so um, this spring I started a project where I'm going to be putting together some wild harvesting videos throughout the season. So with each month, different things that are in season as the, as the season goes. And so I, I just finished one on dandel harvesting dandelions both for the roots, for teas, as well as for the greens, for salads. Um, and I'm also working on a spring saute. Oh, and I love, what I love about this wild harvesting thing is I get to turn weeds that I used to curse at on the farm into something desirable. So, and so I'm really excited about being able to share that information. And then the kind of naturalist teacher in me is also really excited about being able to teach little snippets of botany. And I don't know where it's all going to be posted yet. Right now I'm posting it on our website, www.clovervalleyfarms.com. Um, it'll also be posted periodically on the Duluth Farmer's Market blog. And then we're going to be sharing it with, oh, the Finland Food Chain Project. Perfect. Is there anything else that you want to share with listeners about your work on the ecological farm or the wild harvesting or farm phenology videos that you're producing? Well, I'm, I'm trying really hard because, as you mentioned, I do have Facebook and Instagram. And early in the season, before it really got crazy, I was doing daily phenology reports. And they're still out there, so people want to look at them. Uh, in the last week, I've kind of fallen off, but I'm going to try to get back on the ship of doing my semi-daily farm phenology reports. Um, and it's just really interesting to, for me to realize what's going on in the farm and, and then also to share it with other people. And I've gotten 
an immense amount of comments back how much people love my phenology reports. And some it's sometimes they're just as simple as, hey, the first hummingbird showed up at the hummingbird feeder today. But people love it. So people are really liking my phenology reports. So I'm going to try my best to keep doing that. And, and if it inspires other people to do their own little personal phenology report, that would be awesome too. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Naturalist. Please visit www.clovervalleyfarms.com or search for Clover Valley Farms, all one word, on Instagram to view Cindy's videos and learn more about her journey and the phenology at the farm. Huge thanks to Cindy for joining us on the podcast. This episode was recorded over Zoom from our homes during the coronavirus pandemic in 2020. We hope you enjoyed the opportunity for some advanced training during your daily walk, while gardening, or while sitting at your desk. Give us a thumbs up or drop a comment to let us know that you value the podcast. Pass it along to others. We look forward to sharing another episode soon. In the meantime, we hope you stay safe, be healthy, and we hope you enjoy Nature in Place.